Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you, as always, by ZipRecruiter. Having a high sports IQ is important. Just look at the BS podcast. I've been telling you that LeBron was going to the Lakers for 13 months. Nobody listened to me. When it comes to hiring, you don't need a high hiring IQ. Just ZipRecruiter. Their powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. This was not how the Lakers found JaVale McGee and Lance Stevenson, just for the record. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, Simply Safe Home Security provides comprehensive, easy-to-use protection with no contracts and a fair price. Only $14.99 a month. It keeps your family and home safe 24-7, even during power outages when your Wi-Fi is down or if a burglar smashes your keypad. And it's really thoughtfully designed, so it's never in your way. Order a Simply Safe security system today. Simply Safe will also donate one to a family in need. Just go to simplysafe.com slash BS. That's Simply Safe with two eyes. Simplysafe.com slash BS. Well, if you missed the ringer.com's NBA free agency coverage. We were all over it all weekend. We had we had a feeling things were going to go fast. We had a lot of good people on call, ready to go. Thanks to them. Some great pieces up. Free agency trackers. Paul George going to OKC. Kevin O'Connor wrote a really good piece about LeBron landing in LA and what that means for the next few years of his career. We did a Ringer NBA show last night. I made an appearance from uh, a bad iPhone connection. And uh, and it's still going today. World Cup's up. We have Andrew Grudadauer wrote a really funny piece about Ben Affleck's Armageddon commentary 20 years later. Lindsay Zolads wrote about Drake's new album, 25 songs. Settle down, Drake. Narrow that down to about 12. So check that out. And then last but not least, Summer League Vegas. It starts this week. And we have a lot of people going. We are going to blow this out. We're doing a ringer takeover of Summer League. I am going on Thursday. Joe House and I are driving to Las Vegas on Thursday. He's going to be on the podcast in a second. And uh, we're going to do some Instagram stuff because we're driving in a BMW. Details to to uh, to come on that one. But we're doing an Instagram drive, LA to Vegas. You're going to experience it with us. And then we're going to be in Vegas all weekend. We have a huge thing. All, all We got a bunch of rooms at Caesars Palace. They, they hooked us up in a bunch of different ways for some content things that we're going to try out. Most important, Friday, July 6th, 9 p.m., Las Vegas, Caesars Palace, Cleopatra's Barge, which is apparently a little, uh, little boat in the Caesars Palace area. I'm doing a live podcast, 9 o'clock. It's right after the Summer League. So if you're there for Summer League, leave the games, come right to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of people there, a bunch of guests. We're going to have some gimmicks going on. It's going to be good. And we'll tape it too. So uh, everybody who can't go can hear it. But if you're in Vegas, seating is limited. So, you know, we didn't, we didn't, I think, I can't remember how many seats we have, but it's not that many tickets available right now. Go to, uh, Go to check it out on the ringer.com. We have the links and stuff for that. So there you go. Summer League, Vegas. We're going. Things are happening. Cousin Sal might be there. There might be some eating. There's been rumors of a Cousin Hal versus House versus Mallory Rubin at the Caesars Buffet. Rumors. Rumors, much like LeBron might be going to the Lakers 13 months ago. 
Anyway, check that out. All right, we're going to uh, we're gonna call house, but first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we are taping this. Right now it is 9.20 Pacific time. Sorry for the delay. You know, Le- LeBron could have waited. Could he have waited during the work week? Could he have done this on a Tuesday? Does he have to do this on a Sunday night? Hanging out with the family? People are doing stuff? Why does he do this touch, Joe House? Why doesn't he care about I like us? It, I like it better on a Sunday night than like on the 4th of July. That's true. I don't want to be out at the barbecue, you know, knee deep in Miller Lights. That's true. I, Gordon Hayward did that to us last year on July fourth. He waited. He yeah, waited right was... until July fourth to ruin a lot of media people's July fourth. Uh, all right, let's. We, there's a lot to discuss here, but first of all, I should come clean. I don't know if you know this. I talked about it on a podcast with Sal a week ago, and you might not listen because I I would have gotten an angry text from you. I, we Sal and I cut you out of our LeBron to the Lakers bet. We just we just cut you out completely, and I apologize. I can't believe it. So. You know how close I came last night to sending the two of you a text saying, if you sons of bitches bet on this and, and cut me out, I don't think I can ever forgive you. I, I literally came like it, that thought crossed my mind close enough to where if the phone was sitting next to me, I was going to send it. Yeah. Well, we did. But we then cut. I thought, you know what? B- Bill wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because I did it. A, the mother effer <laughs> has known for over a year. You've been saying it for a year now. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 B, you know, we're friends. I know. Well, the problem is that anytime the three of us have bet together in the last year, something's gone wrong, and I and I yeah. needed to erase some debt, so we cut you out. That was it. What were the odds? We we did it when I was at the finals and just had heavy inclinations that things were going a certain way. It was plus two fifty. Oh, so I don't even feel that bad. Okay, good. Plus plus two fifty is all right. If you told me 15, I, I, I mean, I was going to hang up right now. I got, no, it was never 15. I, uh, I got scared though when LeBron broke his hand during the finals. I didn't know if that would make, make the Lakers back off. You know, obviously his hand, you don't know if it'll be ready in time for the season, but, but now it looks like it's, it's okay. We're good. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> you're not being serious. I know you're not being serious. Well, I saw him dry. I saw him dive off that cliff, and that that hand looked really good. Go go through the water. Looks fine. <laughs> that possibly he broken hand. Fine. That possibly base basically broken hands looking good. We'll never know what happened there. The media is just so afraid of LeBron at this point. Even even this Lakers thing. It's it's everybody's like, oh, this is great, LeBron. Oh, this is he's going there for the right reasons. He's not jumping to. He's not jumping to an instant champion. He's going to build something. Uh, first of all, this has been this has been in the works for over a year, and I, we've talked. How many times did we talk about this on the podcast? Twenty. I'm telling you, as reported on this podcast, you've been saying it for as long as I, I can remember. When they gave Contavious Caldwell Pope eighteen million dollars last summer, that's when I that's when I was pretty pretty convinced something was up, but. You never know. And it, it's like if Cleveland had done better in the finals or, uh, you know, who knows if Philly. What if they had, won the finals? Well, that wasn't happening. They weren't winning the finals. No, it, it, we didn't. As the season began, who knew what kind of how that roster was going to turn out? Well, so Kyrie bolting I mean, was another bad sign. The yes. Doing the one-year contract, not 
not hiring a GM, the kind of stare down when they had that Brooklyn pick that they didn't trade at the trade deadline. There were a lot of signs. And even the Cavs, they tried to protect last year's team and uh, and improve it while also not completely decimating the future. And they were adamant about never trading that Brooklyn pick. So, I do uh, want to ask your opinion on this. Do- doesn't Cleveland have dirty hands here? The, the not re-signing Griffin, which really is the thing that catapulted and accelerated um, Kyrie Kyrie's departure. Those two things together, yeah, su- suggest a franchise that that you know uh, is in unnecessary disarray. Yeah, I would say that's fair. I I think all bets were off when he won the title because at that point he had he had an exit and he knew the he Cleveland. Well, he knew the Cleveland people wouldn't be mad at them. They're so they were so overjoyed at the title, and then he came back, and then he gave them four more good years that. You know, at that point, it, 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 I don't know, it became a little dicey. You're right. How fun is it to go to the finals every year? I mean, every year you get to go to these great playoff games in the East and you get to go to the finals. There was sadness and people could see it coming when I went to those two Cleveland games, especially game four. You could, I was talking to people in my section about it and they all kind of felt like he was leaving. I think everybody did. And he would, they were so far away from the Warriors. I think in in 2017, I think they were a lot closer. And if anything, you could argue, Haral Bob and I were arguing about this on Friday. I I think I just think he he's wrong on this one. I I thought that 2017 team was really good, and they just went against one of the all time juggernauts we've ever seen. That 2017 Warriors, the 18 Warriors. Did you feel like that team was 80 percent as good as the 17 Warriors? Where did where did you what would you rank the two? Oh, uh, that's hard. I, I haven't. I wasn't thinking about ranking year over year Warriors teams. Yeah, Iguodala being injured. Um, you know the difference. That the thing that 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 has been most impressive for the Warriors is the great good fortune, the the outstanding luck of having all of their most important guys healthy for the most important stretches. I mean, uh, Steph has had a couple of uh, dings that really compromised. You know, their their. Um, the, the the dynasty that they yeah. were building, but they were able to overcome that. I I, I would say, uh, yeah. I, I it, the difference to me is Iguodala's injury. Well, so I would say there's three differences: Iguodala's injury, uh, Curry. I never felt like it was a hundred percent. Maybe by the by, I think in the Western Finals, maybe seventy five to eighty, and then by the NBA Finals, I think he was in the ninety to ninety five range. But more the attrition of the whole season. And it, they, you know, all of those guys talked about how hard it was, just how hard it was to go through it with the bullseye on their backs again. And I didn't feel like it was the same team. I thought they could get to the same heights, but they couldn't do it as consistently, you know. And and I also thought the the you know that game three two thousand seventeen was just <laughs> that that was a toe to toe slugfest, you know. And um and the Warriors it was an all timer. But that that where I think that 2017 Warriors team was really really great. I think we'll remember that one, you know, and the dynasty itself. But I think at some point LeBron realized how far away he was with this Cleveland thing, and this is wh- why I wrote the piece I wrote in February. Like he didn't have a move, you know. I don't think everyone was talking about Houston, and yeah, in a perfect world, if Houston had cap space and he just could have gone there and they could have kept their team intact and basically just added him like the Warriors added Durant in 16. 
yeah, that made the most sense, but they couldn't do that. They had their, they were where the salaries worked. The only way that really worked is if he went and took a minimum. And then Philly, I don't think guaranteed him anything. He wasn't going to go to Boston. So let's start here with, with just big picture questions. Was this the right move for LeBron? I actually think it was. What'd you think? Uh, it's the right move for LeBron because he, he chose it. It's, if it's, it is by self uh, definition the the right move. It is the move that he considered and 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 made. I don't, you know, the 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 we ought to give him the same benefit of the doubt that we gave KD, which is he chose to live in L.A. over living in Cleveland. That's that's pretty reasonable. I can get that. People like to live in L.A. People move to L.A. and then don't move back, like you, <coughs> like me. Uh, I I thought I was I thought I was moving here for a couple of years in '02. I never left. Yeah, yeah that, there's that, good weather and good food. Well, so that's one part of the LA thing. I think there's three different parts to the LA thing before we even get to basketball at all. One right. is yes. One is really fun city to live in if you're an extremely famous person. He is now walking among A-listers left and right and just doesn't stand out in the same way as he does in a place like Ohio, which leads me to the second part which is, you know, his, his kids obviously are, are getting older. And that one son seems like he's really, really good at basketball. And if he if that kid's going to school in L.A. and Kevin O'Connor reporter is going to Sierra Canyon, which is a really good school, about, I would say, 30 minutes outside of uh, L.A. in the Valley. Um, he's not, he's not going to stand out like he would in Ohio, where if you're LeBron James's son in some private school, you're, you know, the... You're the biggest celebrity in the entire school. He'll be a celebrity right. here, but it's just not the same. And also the basketball is better out here too, if if he really feels like that kid has a chance. So I think I think those two things and then just, you know, the lifestyle out here. He, he bought those two houses in Brentwood, which we found out about uh I think a year ago. That was suspicious. He's got his all of his businesses are out here, all of his operations are out here. It sounds like Space Jam two is happening. That's gonna be out here. It just it was just logical. It why would he why would he stay in Ohio? You stay in Ohio if you have a juggernaut and he didn't. So now he has a chance to build one here. I thought it was interesting though. And I don't know how much of it was bullshit, but the second piece of this about the building building a, a long-term contender with the Lakers, which was seemed like that was the intent of the Lee Jenkins piece. Because Lee Jenkins is only writing with it with they basically trying to get him to write. It seemed that what seemed different this time around was the four-year commitment. He can get out in three, but it's four. And the fact that he's not forcing them to trade Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love right away and all that stuff. Like it it actually seems like he like he has a, a multi-year plan. Am I am I crazy thinking that or is that was that your takeaway too? No, that that's sensible. It all fits the the narrative. Like he wants to live in LA and and have this chapter with his family. Like, I think he lives in the LA for the rest of his life. I think I mean, so both too. Of those, the two houses there. And so thinking long-term about all aspects of his life, his business interests, the film stuff, um, you know, what he's going to do after basketball. And then, you know, having as a, as a side piece, uh, the, the reinvigoration of a, of a, a cornerstone franchise. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah. So it does, there's nothing incongruous about thinking long term on the basketball piece when all, when the other pieces are certainly on the face of it long term. 
Yeah, the third piece is just the Magic Johnson part of it, which was in that Lee Jenkins piece, which I felt was a factor for a long time. I could feel it the year I did TV with Magic. Like they clearly had a relationship. I think I think the young up and coming superstars with the NBA look at Magic differently than just about everybody. That there's they just revere him. Like he's well, with not, good reason. He, yeah. He's accomplished the most. He's accomplished more than MJ. He's in a wh- business sense. Yeah, because he was one of the five best players ever and then had this whole second life as as a really astute businessman who who is just smart and gives good advice and is fun to talk to and is fun to bounce things off of. And I don't think, you know, LeBron James doesn't, his dad was never in his life. I don't think he has that that kind of older senior person in his life other than Lynn Merritt from Nike, who I think is somebody that's been in his life for a long time, high-ranking Nike guy. But Magic's somebody that he's been in almost every situation LeBron's been in, right? And that's somebody he can just talk to whenever he wants. And I'm sure that was appealing to him. And I'm sure he wants to model his the next phase of his career after, after Magic. How do I become a billionaire? How do I become an NBA owner? How do I become a soccer owner? Or all the other things he wants to do. I, I would say Magic's an asset for that. And I always felt like that was going to be whatever the driving force of this post-signing narrative was going to be. That wasn't just about LA family makes more sense for a thing, but just like, you know, I want to become a billionaire and this will help me get there. He wasn't going to get that help from Dan Gilbert. And it was clear they didn't have a relationship. No, it was clear they didn't have a relationship. So you have those three things. And then on top of it, over everything else, this is one of the most famous franchises in the world, not just NBA, anything. Right. This is, Really, the only it's it's Lakers or Knicks, and I, I would say the Lakers are are even more powerful than the Knicks. Where, you know, you're talking Barcelona, Real Madrid, the Yankees, the Lakers, the Cowboys. There's only a handful of these teams that, when you're the best player on that team, it's just different. It's not like LeBron's obviously super famous already, but this is. Now he's the most famous player in the Lakers. If, if it's ever possible for him to get more famous and have more of a reach and and uh, and be more loved and respected, this was the team to go to, I think. I, I don't think there was... You're not getting that with the Philadelphia 76ers. You're just not, right? No, that's right. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's one of the largest TV markets in the world. So, and, and all the celebrities at the games and just... The 41 games a year where you're just kind of king of the court. Like he could see that with Kobe. We'll talk about Kobe in a second because I'm fascinated by the Kobe part of this. But a um, couple interesting things in the Lee Jenkins piece. One For one thing, all right, I'm just going to read this part. Go ahead. Despite all of LA's recent free agent whiffs, which is funny in itself. I mean, they've been terrible for five years. NBA players almost universally acknowledge that the Lakers are the league's most attractive destination as long as they meet a baseline for talent and competence. I disagree with that, but we'll get to that in a second. Then he writes, with Johnson and Rob Palenka, with Ingram and Kyle Kuzma, they've crossed the threshold. First of all, if they're getting Kawhi Leonard, they're trading Ingram in that. Second of all, he mentions Kuzma over Lonzo Ball. 
And I've been fascinated by the whole Lonzo Ball aspect of this because it really seems like Lonzo wants to play with him. Kevin O'Connor wrote in his piece, and I 100% agree. I think Lonzo's a nice fit with LeBron. He's one of those guys. He's a great passer who doesn't need the ball. He, it, One of the most interesting things about him as a point guard is he's not ball dominant. He's this guy. He wants to get rid of it, and he's always moving, and his head's up. And that's actually a really nice type of guy to play with him. But the way that was put, the way that was written – Reminded me a lot of how he wrote that piece in SI in 2014. Remember when Wiggins wasn't in it? Yeah, Wiggins wasn't in it. And it That's was like, right, you beat me to it. Yeah, and, and all of us were like, whoa, Wiggins isn't in that. What does that mean? That's weird. And then Wiggins got traded. So Lonzo not being in there made me feel like there was a, another move coming. Did that jump out of you or did you not notice that? No, I did notice it. I think I, I would like to look at odds. I hopefully uh, we can get somebody to post them on uh, whether or not Lonzo Ball will, will be on the Lakers, uh, whatever opening day is. Was October the fourteenth or fifteenth this year? Whatever it is, will about, he be a Laker? How about Lonzo and Luau Dang for John Wall? Uh, that's not crazy talk. I mean, I I really, <laughs> I, I'm there now. I'm all the way there. You're there. There's now. a story. Over the weekend, there was a story that came out, one of the NBC sports. Uh, oh, you act like I didn't see it. I was laughing my ass off. Go ahead. Tell, <laughs> tell the listeners. The, 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 the basic thrust of it was uh, during one of the team-only meetings, Gortat called out Wall for Wall's lack of, of defensive intensity, which is absolutely well-founded. John Wall has not played defense in two years. And and Wall responded to Gortat with a series of effers and mother effers and 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 f offs, uh, which was apparently the 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 um, moment where it became clear that Gortat had to go. Yeah. Now, well, I didn't enjoy hardly any of the John Wall experience this past season. I mean, yeah. I tried to give. I, I bent over backwards. I bent so far over backwards. I almost tried to do. Well, I was gonna. Uh, Kyle can cut this. I tried to do a, a Gronkowski self-suck. Um, I bent so far <laughs> over backwards. But, uh, you know, the, the the body of work for John Wall this past season w w was not very uh, encouraging, not very confidence-engendering. He showed up fat. I don't know whether that's because his knee was hurting him or not. Uh, and then between the lack of being in shape and the knee – that combination led to him needing to take time off and and get the knee right. And during his time off, he went on on and did a public campaign, was on ESPN and other things in connection with one of his uh, you know side brand uh, opportunities, and basically pilloried the the, the the team for you know galvanizing around his absence. I mean, none of the behavior was leader kind of behavior. And this story about him, you know, uh, running Gortat out. Um, now, there is an element to it of, of, of Gortat, you know, really did make a career uh, receiving, uh, being on the receiving end of, of John Wall Dimes, which is, but you know. Gort I Gortat had a, made a great point, though. He was like, John Wall didn't fight through screens. So I, I was just guarding guards and getting my ass kicked. Like, can you fight through some screens, John Wall? Or can you switch? Or can you do anything that, so I, I don't have to be guarding like Kyle Lowry? And John Wall MF'd him. But was, watch, they were all great points. Watching the Wizards, I can, I can back up Gortat's assertion that uh, he was left on an island over and over again. So I mean, here's the worst thing the, the best player in, in the universe has left my conference. 
and my team is still at best the sixth best team in the conference. Oh, they, yeah. they haven't moved up a, a lick. I want to. Uh, we're going to talk about that after the break. I do want to say though, John Wall, clutch client, and you know it wasn't lost on anyone that right after they signed LeBron, they also signed Contavious Caldwell Pope for one year, twelve million. Clutch client. That was, I've heard that. That was like the uh, the little if you sign LeBron, this will also happen bonus. So Caldwell Pope, who is he average? Is he an average starter? He's exactly, if you look up replacement level. Replacement level starter? Yeah. Never somebody that really knocked my socks off. Mine either. Never, no chance of ever being an all-star. Seems like somebody that uh, plays a position that you can, you can find dudes that can give you 80% of what he's giving for not that much money. And the Lakers will have paid him $30 million last year in this I mean, year that's, combined. That's like Austin Rivers kind of shit right there. It's worse. It's worse. <laughs> they they were so excited to get rid of Jordan Clarkson contract and then they give that dude 30 million. Uh I you know, the we'll save that for after the break. The the LeBron the GM still needs some work, but uh let's take a break. Hey, Casper is the place to shop for 4th of July mattress savings this year with three lines to choose from including the original Casper, the Innovative Wave and the Streamlined Essential. Every Casper mattress is designed to help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. Plus, you can be sure your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. They sent me one, I think, maybe two years ago. It's been fantastic. You know what's underrated? Sleep. Sleeping well. Oh, yeah. For a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings. Save up to $225 off your order. Limited time only. This special offer expires July 9th, 2018. Terms and conditions apply. That's casper.com slash savings to save up to $225 off your order. Valid until July 9th, 2018. All right. So last piece on on uh, LeBron. He does the old Philly dick tease. I think my theory on this as it was happening, we were talking about in the ringer slack, uh, Rich Paul represents Ben Simmons. You know, they obviously have a ton of ties with Philly and it just seemed like one of those save the face Philly, uh, just so at least they got, they got heard. Of course, I don't it was, think- It was Rich, respectful. Yeah, but LeBron wasn't there and I'm not sure Rich Paul was either. So it was, oh. you know, it was just, got, they, got, <laughs> they got all the Philly fans excited for two hours that they had a meeting and, you know, the basketball Twitter and Sunday morning, oh, Philly. It's, it's like, come on. He's, I wouldn't he, F with Josh Harris. He's got a lot of money, that guy. He really does. LeBron flies yeah. from Anguilla to LA. People are tracking his plane on, on awesome. Twitter. I got to say that crossed the line for me. Really? A little bit. A little bit. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, he should be able to go on a family vacation. He did. Nobody interfered. Yeah, yeah, he should be able to be on a plane that people don't know exactly when and where it's landing if he's flying private. I don't know. Uh, that's part of the intrigue. I don't mind it. Don't they do the same thing in the in Europe with the soccer? You're the problem with the internet house. Do okay. they do that with soccer? I think so. So he pretended he was interested in Philly and then ends up there. The, la the last- gave him a meeting. It was a courtesy meeting. The last thing about the Lakers we should mention, 
the the shit sh- sandwich they signed yesterday. Oh my god, poor Le- Le- poor LeBron. The person who's killed LeBron over the years has been LeBron, the GM. I don't know if he was responsible for those signings, but just to go through them: Caldwell Pope for twelve million, Lance Stevenson for four and a half, and Javale McGee for something. But those were three guys they've added. It's like LeBron likes to give himself a degree of difficulty with with uh, with crazy people. I don't understand it. All, all I would say is uh, those are the first three guys that have played in a playoff game. Um, you know, since because there isn't a Laker. The only Laker uh, that played in the playoff game was was Lopez and and. Uh, um, well, the last two did, but Caldwell Pope. Dang. I don't know if Caldwell Pope has even been in round one. No, oh, yeah, that's right. He's not played in any playoff games. So you're saying they need, he needed the playoff experience of JaVale McGee and, and Lance Stevenson? That's exactly it. That's exactly what I I'm think saying. Ricky Davis played in some playoff games. Can they bring him back? Nate Robinson <laughs> did. What other crazy people He's can available. we get on this team? It's I, the hilarious thing is the rush. Like, why, why, why do they have to go get those guys right away? That's the thing. What are you going to miss out on if those guys get signed? I think this front office. I think the Lakers have been one of the secretly most incompetent teams of the past six years, and yet, yet again last night. First of all, it's July first. They get LeBron. They can't wait five days. It's it's like it's like my son at the old Toys R Us before the Toys R Us. If you gave my son like a Toys R Us gift certificate, he's just first aisle he's in. He's just buying stuff. It's like just walk around the store, see what's in here. They go get three people that, by the way, would have been available on July 10th. I agree with. Might this. have been available on July 20th. You know what else? You know what else is great? Cap space. Right. During a time when every team is panicking about. The luxury tax, running out of whatever. They, I, I mean, they were they actually had cap space, and they go and they shoot their wad on these one year deals on guys that weren't even like guys you necessarily had to lock up, and probably would guys, have been available they're, they're in just, August. Of course, they're just bodies. I mean, the the KCP thing for twelve million. KCP is like a six million dollar player at best. Like twelve million. We were past the point where we see ridiculous things. You know, overpays in the market. Now it's just the mega contracts um, yeah. for the mega stars. But it but seemed like, like that, the other that, ones had that corrected. Sticks out. Well, they, it seems like the, everything else had corrected because Lou Williams I was. Agree. That's what I mean. Lou Williams was eight million. Uh, you saw like all right, Ilyasova. I felt like the Bucks overpaid for him. That was three years, twenty-one million. It's not like KCP is yeah, like, better than like Ilyasova. Every day of the week and and twice on Tuesday, Ilyasova is a better basketball player. His whole career than, than KCP. It's not even close. Will Barton got four for 50, but that, that was an overpay. That was an overpay, but it averaged out to 12. By the way, Will Barton's better than KCP. I, I don't way know. Way better. I don't, Dion's better. I don't understand why they just didn't hold their space and just wait. Just wait a couple of days. Wait. The, the biggest problem teams make over and over again is trying to build their roster in July. I never understand it. It's it's just inexplicable. I, the the cap space is more. the biggest asset you have, and you know you get to February, you you have these buyout guys on the market that you can go get. And that's last year we had Bellinelli and we had Ilyasova and Greg Monroe who didn't work out that great for the Celtics, but all those guys are roughly the same as 
as this. Like Tyreek Evans was was out there to be traded for. And nobody had cap space because everybody in July buys all these dudes right away. Bums. Yeah. I, another one was Indiana. Like Doug McDermott, three years, 22. We, who are you competing against? I, he's so available, Doug McDermott. Why are you doing available. that on July 1st? They, right. I, they locked that down on June 30th. So LeBron's building this team that, I don't know, maybe maybe they don't care. Maybe they're trying to save cap space for 19 and they just wanted to make sure they locked down dudes on one-year deals. But even if they were doing that, I don't know why they picked those guys. Well, that's Bizarre. exactly the rationale, right? That's what makes the most sense. One-year deals. So they they found these guys at, at various points in their <sighs> careers. The Casey, I'll never understand KCP, but definitely JaVale. Well, KCP is clutch. He's a clutch client, yeah. and that's why he got right. that. And by the way, Kuzma signed for cl- signed with Clutch recently, so you can expect to see him stay on the team. Big one coming in two years for, if, for Kuzma. If Brandon Ingram wants to stay with the Lakers, he should sign with Clutch. You should jump over there right now. Hey, Rich Paul, it's Brandon Ingram. How well, are you? Maybe, I need a new agent. Maybe, it, maybe it's indicative of of where LeBron's head is at for this upcoming season. He just had by far the most grueling season, probably of any human being that's ever played basketball in the history of of humankind. I mean, the the combination of uh, roster overhaul, Age. how many games he had to play. The the minutes that he played, age, the, you know, the, which his age, his he age, did all yeah. that in year fifteen, oh, right? So maybe he he comes into this situation like, yes, I'm done. This is a long term deal. Uh, we're gonna take our time to get things straight. Uh, 2017, I mean 2018, 19 Lakers. What's the over under? I'm gonna if it's 53 and a half, I, I'm gonna take the under because I think they're gonna win 53. Well, I have some news on, for you. On July the 2nd. Who knows what's who, what the team's going to be. So they have their own first round pick. This was, if you're going to get super devious, I'm not saying they would do this. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there as, as just a game plan. If you're going to get super devious, you're not beating the Warriors next year anyway. I don't and think that, they're beating Houston either, by the way. You're not beating Houston. And probably five other teams you don't have a chance against in the West. Although with LeBron, who knows? If they can't get Kawhi, they couldn't get Paul George. I wonder if the move for LeBron is is you just take it easy this season. Maybe he gets like gets some surgery, but he gets some surgery that we didn't know he needed, and he could fix his he could fix his broken hand. Really get a good air cast for it. Yeah, that that that. he shook he shook Magic's hand, and now he's gonna go get it fixed. I'm with you. This is I think this is possible. I think he re-injured the hand on that 11-foot cliff dive. It hit the water. just <laughs> didn't hit it right. But, Can't call that a cliff, by the way. But they have their first-round pick next year, and it would be funny. In the West, it wouldn't be that hard to just finish with the sixth pick. He's never missed the playoffs, I don't think, since his rookie year. But uh, maybe if this was like his MJ uh, going to baseball move, yeah. I don't think he would do that, but it would be an interesting strategy if they couldn't get anybody. Like, oh, LeBron's got some, got some uh, tendonitis in his knee. We're going to clean up, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to be invigorated by, uh, you know, those LA crowds. LA has great yeah. fans. You know, these yeah. they have fans that have been here. This team showed up in 1959, and they've been good ever since. I listed on, uh, I did a tweet yesterday. I was saying. When LeBron puts on their uniform, 
they will have had seven of the best 13 players of all time as a Laker. Think about cool. Think about that. The Wiz, cool. the Wiz have not had any of the top 45 players of all time. The the best player. Oh, you got, I guess you had in, Jordan. Do we count Jordan? No. Yeah, you you had yeah, like yeah. Zombie Jordan. He wore the jersey. It's Zombie Jordan, your Bernard King. The best player one. you ever had was was Elvin Hayes. Right? Yeah. Or Wes Unseld, one of those. I can't remember right. who one I had. Those two. Who That's I ranked right. above one who. Of those two. Even the Celtics, who have won the most titles and have been the league's dominant franchise, Bird and Russell were the only two guys they had in the top twelve. That then they had Havlicek, and then you go you go backwards and you go into like Koozie and Cowens and Sam Jones, Kevin McHale, all the great guys they had. But when you're talking about like all timers, the Lakers getting seven of thirteen is pretty insane. And then I didn't mention Elgin Baylor. He I had him like in the 17, 18 range. But you top got twenty. Yeah, he's top twenty. So there's he's gonna get eight of the top twenty. And uh, you know, it's become this recurring theme. The great players pretty good. at some point end up in LA. What would you have done if you were LeBron James? The thing that, you know, uh, I'm at this stage of my career. I just had the hardest year of my life. W- where can I go have an, you know, I want to go live somewhere and not move around. What's a great place to go live? What's going on with my kids? I want to see my kids. Like, you know, I have a kid who's really talented at this one thing. I yeah. can put him in a position to go watch him do that stuff. That that's what would be those would be the factors, you know, in my head. I wouldn't he's we're we're past the point where um, to me, there's going to be any more legacy defining. Like I, I think it's possible that they don't make the finals during the the rest of his tenure in the with, with the Lakers. It's impossible to say what players they will lure, and um, you know what what the kind of the chemistry and everything like that. But as long as um, you know Golden State, I, how long much longer do you think Golden State's run is going to last? Feels I, like at least three years. Yeah, at least two. Durant and and. Durant is leaving that New York Knicks door open, though. I'll tell you that much. He's just well, doing these great. one-year deals. I'm, I'm psyched for that. I, I want the Knicks to to get better. I mean, think about that. Guys now in the West looking at the East and thinking, wow, I could go make a mark on some historic franchises in the East. But it wouldn't it wouldn't blow me away if sitting here today, July the 2nd, 2018, and we looked out over the next four years and said the Lakers didn't make the finals any one of those four years, I wouldn't say, oh, that's impossible. You know, I can't believe it. I I, I would believe it. I agree with you. I think the Lakers were the best move. They were also, it seems like the take the least shit option out there for him. Nobody gave it. it was, I didn't feel like anyone was giving him shit last night or today. Maybe because we were, we knew this was coming for a year, but... It's not like uh, this. Well, this was not like Durant joining the '73 win Warriors. He was and on, LeBron's on joining note, a team with really no All Stars. In terms of that seasoning, in terms of that softening the beach, the the message management, we have previously got down on our knees and and tickled the testicles of his media team, his media force. Yeah, this was it's unbelievable. It's really great. It's unbelievable. The last two years, they have been setting the stage for this. Yes. And even starting last summer when people really started to think it was going to happen, they've done a nice job of making it seem like it wasn't going to happen. And then, you know, all the way through the playoffs and the finals, I, here's what I'm holding on to as this is where I'm turning off my normal, you know, trying to be objective basketball brain and just 
my pure hatred of the Lakers. Just, I just yeah, want to tap. You've doing a good job so far. I just want to tap into that for ninety seconds. Just give me a ninety second clock, Kyle, for uh, for some Laker <laughs> hatred. So I was texting Lewis K last night. Yeah, our friend. Um, I deliberately didn't. He uh, huge Laker fan, also an Angels fan. And he was mad that I didn't text him yesterday, even though I was like, why, why didn't you, I told you this was going to happen. Why didn't he text you? Right. So we're going back yeah. and forth. He's starting to feel himself a little bit. And I texted him, this is going to be Pujols to the Angels 2.0. <laughs> and he immediately got defensive. He texted back, three years is better than 10 years. And I texted him back, it's going to be a long three years when LeBron becomes a 240 hitter overnight like Pujols did. Then Lewis said, if you really felt like this, you wouldn't be so delighted you left the East. Uh, you only have one team to worry about. Let me have this. And then I texted back. He took the four years because he knows he knows his body is breaking down. And then it just degenerated into name calling at that point. But of course, it does. Uh, of course. It does. But yeah, the Pujol scenario is really all I have to hold on to as a Celtic fan. It could happen. Well, that, that He's had 15 years in the bank. To- that's tenuous because Pujols was 50 when he went to the Angels. <laughs> LeBron might be 50. Who knows? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the, uh, I don't think, I think in basketball, well, LeBron takes, it takes much better care of his body. I think than Pujols did, but you know, it, 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 it does go to show you though. You never know the guy the Oh my God. Oh, oh, and then the guy shows up and weird shit happens. And we've seen, that's been a recurring theme in the NBA over the years, you know? Sure. Yeah. There's no such thing. Dwight as Howard. Sure thing other Remember than- the, the Dwight Howard, Steve Nash SI cover in 2012. Yeah. The only thing that's a sure thing is Golden State. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's take a break. Have we talked about Peter Millar? Comfort, fit, quality, style. They are setting the standard of menswear. Peter Millar was founded in 2001 with a single cashmere sweater and has grown into a premium American lifestyle brand. The Peter Millar polo shirts are so easy to take care of. You can wear them straight out of the dryer, no iron needed. Peter Millar, perfect for any occasion, vacation, dates, work events, golf, even working out. They're also great for the golf course because each shirt has sun protection. The performance shorts I wore this weekend, perfect for playing around the golf or taking care of chores around the house. Easy to take care of. Throw them into your washer and dryer. They're the most comfortable pair of shorts I have ever worn. I can say that about everything I've ever worn from Peter Millar. Right now, you can head over to petermillar.com slash BS to check out some of my Peter Millar favorites. Be sure to use my link and you'll receive complimentary shipping and a free hat. That is Peter Millar, spelled like Kevin Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R.com slash BS. Petermillar.com slash BS. Let's talk about Paul George. Okay. Conspiracy Bill's going to come in. Can I call him in? Conspiracy Bill, come on in. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, house. Hey, Conspiracy Bill. Good to talk to you. I have no proof of this. I'm just doing it for fun because it's a podcast. Don't turn this into a blog post because it's just for fun. This is me talking to my buddy house. Here's my conspiracy theory for the Paul George thing. Go ahead. I think the Lakers tampered the shit out of him. And I think Adam Silver basically told both parties he's not signing there. Wow. That's it. He can't sign there. I won't I won't take this any further, but here's how we're going to resolve this. You're not allowed to sign with the Lakers. And that's it. That's conspiracy, Bill. I have no idea if that's true. I'm just throwing it out there for fun to my friend Joe House. Just for fun. Well, what, just for what's fun. What's interesting is that would be, it's such the the 
uh, anti-Stern move because part of my own distaste, dislike for the arrogance of the Lakers franchise and, and their fan base is the enormous gifts that the league has given them, has bestowed upon them over the years. If David Stern had any integrity, any basketball integrity with respect to the franchises and the trades and everything, the trade that he would have put his foot down and stopped or, or delayed so that other teams could have participated in was Pau Gasol from Memphis to the Lakers, which yeah. was the singular trade that elevated the Lakers and elevated Kobe, created the the opportunity for Kobe to go uh, get those rings. That was a gift. Chris Wallace bestowed that gift upon the Lakers. There's never been. I want the deep dive. I want the the deep investigative reporting. I, I I've never seen a single explanation as to why it is that the Grizzlies had to move when they moved without giving anybody else in the entire market an option to participate in the Pau Gasol sweepstakes. It was three there weeks was no before the deadline. There was no such thing as a Pau Gasol sweepstakes. Well, huh? the, it was three right. weeks before the deadline. Now, to counter that is that trade worked out great for the Grizzlies because they got Mark Gasol, but when they traded for him, he was a late second-round pick and he was like 325 pounds. Yeah, that's not a counter. They well, got, it's, they got, it's, a, it's a counter. I mean, they, they they were they had dumb dumb luck. It wasn't the point of the trade. They were terrible for another however many years after the trade. Oh, it's, he it's, blossomed because he just he changed his life. I think dumb luck is a very fair phrase because that same year they took Hashim the beat over, over right uh, over who they take him over. Oh no, that was the year they 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 took Kevin Love and then traded him for OJ Mayo. A year later, they took Hashim the beat over. Steph Curry and James Harden, which, as it turns out, was a mistake. But the the trade that Stern does block is one Chris that Paul. did have the potential. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, to to for three franchises that that dealt in a heads up, arms length way to try and and improve each of those teams. And there's still no explanation for why he intervened on that trade. And so I love this idea of Silver intervening in in this moment. Um, it is hilarious, uh, the position that the Thunder find themselves in. And I especially enjoyed John Gonzalez's piece with this quote from Sam Presti. I haven't, I never saw any of the mini docs. Did you see the mini docs about the Thunder with Presti and, you know, whatever that, that, that there was a process kind of thing for them? Uh, not did only did I see it, I thought it was some of the funniest content we've had basketball related in five years. Where am I? Why can't I get a forward? It's on, on ESPN. That? I mean, you have I'm ESPN busy. on cable. I'm I'll, busy. I'm, I, I'll I'll mail I work you, hard. You're busy. You play golf all the time. It's, I'll mail it to you on the job, golf course. Dude. I'll mail it on. That's my job. I'll mail it to you on the golf course. Yeah. Pre- in any event, the, Presti- tri- the tribe called Quest uh, quote, which yeah. is scared money don't make none. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, that's the James Harden deal, dummy. Like, how could that come out of your mouth? What are it you is, talking about? It is almost like two different franchises. It, it is, is funny. I heard Rachel on the jump. I was watching the jump that night, heading into July, July 1st. She was hosting the jump and she was talking. She like she admonished people who thought the James Harden trade was just about the luxury tax. It was like, oh, there was a lot more going on there. It's like, what are you talking about? The trade okay. was hundred percent about the luxury tax. What were they those offered other things him, going on there? They offered him four years fifty-two, and he wanted four years sixty, and they traded him. It was eight million bucks. But it's funny because 
now they've done this complete 180. And now I would say, by the way, kudos to them. We criticized them six years ago for not spending money. Now they're spending money to the point that I'm actually kind of frightened for them. <laughs> they might they might have a payroll with the luxury tax. It might cost like $300 million or something. Uh, they're so far over the luxury tax. It's almost like watching those Paul Allen Blazers teams. But I guess they had to do it because they're trying to save basketball at Oklahoma City, basically. If well, the, if they don't keep them, then fail. Russ is going to leave. Well, you, you, they just locked in a 48-win team that can't get out of the first round. What's what's going to be different? Roberson's going to stay healthy and they'll, they'll be able to play defense? Carmelo Anthony is on that basketball team. Well, the, I think the hope would be you either buy out Carmelo. I already told you my plan for Carmelo. You just don't play him. That's you, fine. you just bury him. You tell him that. not to show up. We're, like, we're going to send you checks. Don't come to work. And make it so that he eventually, with his basketball mortality looming, he wants a chance to prove that he can still play, and then he'll get take the buyout, like what Dwayne Wade did with you Chicago. Think, you think you think Carmelo cares? You think that's something that's important to him? I think I think he cares about next year's contract. <laughs> with the 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 veteran minimum. There was a lot of weird stuff with the Paul George thing. I I was obviously joking about conspiracy, Bill. Although I also wouldn't be wouldn't be completely stunned if that was the case, but that the part I was surprised by was it was like this unfinished business motif that that like the Paul George like that was a hash did somebody didn't somebody do a hashtag with the Instagram unfinished business like we're keeping the gang together. <laughs> Who it's did like, that? I love that. Somebody did it. Kyle, can you can you research that? <laughs> research Paul George unfinished business. Uh, what, what's it called if it's unfinished for 10 years? What's it, what's it called if it's never finished? <laughs> the, the hashtag never finished? The hashtag never finished business. Well, the, the th which one? Here. Yeah, what did it say? Paul George, stay put over unfinished business. Unfin <laughs> well, so here's the funny thing about that. They won two games in the first round and got knocked out in six by Utah, who got killed in the yeah. next round. Their unfinished they business... How about is getting to the second round unfinished business? What what that's what is, right? What, I was they I was dying. One more, they won one more playoff game with Paul George than they did the year before when Russell Westbrook, you know, was went by out himself and, and tri triple doubled. They, I I just I was amused by the whole thing. It was it was the party was great. I'm happy for OKC. They got to keep this guy. They took a huge gamble. I do think the whole gamble thing. Um, the gamble was they had to figure out how to get Russ to sign that giant extension a year ago. And they do that Paul George trade. They take a, basically a one-year flyer on him, hoping it will convince Russ to stay. That part worked out. Uh, but, but, but They're screwed. They're well, screwed. It just doesn't seem like that, that team as presently constituted with how much money they're paying Russ and Paul George – I and just Carmelo. Don't, well, but Carmelo's only one year. They're eventually gonna get okay, rid of him. Okay. But right. then but then they gave Jeremy Grant three years twenty seven. I like Jeremy Grant. Me too. I don't wear know wear a lot of hats. I don't know if 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 he's worth the luxury tax they're gonna be paying Jeremy that whatever the added money. But it's, double, it's, it's not it? fifty it's essentially a fifty four million dollar contract. It's not our money house. But I have I was just <laughs> I was just flabbergasted by it. I'm looking up right now how much money they spent. And the other thing is, 
Paul George was completely healthy last year, right? 100% healthy. By all accounts. I didn't vote for him for any of the three all NBA teams. I thought he was reason. I thought he was good. I don't think he had the best possible Paul George season. I don't think if, if he's the number two guy on your team and you have a superstar, I'm, I'm not positive. That's enough. I feel like he really, (laughs) I I think you're, you're right. We just watched the the first round of the playoffs. That was barely three months ago. They couldn't beat Utah. This is amazing. They have a superstar, and he's the second guy. George is the second guy. I'm going to read. They your, got run out of the gym. I'm going to read their salaries just for 2019. You can react. This, by the way, this is great. I'm so glad they're spending money now because it, it's like they they screwed up the Harden thing, and now it's swung so far the other way. I'm actually rooting for them. Yeah, scared West, money don't make none. It's scared money don't make none. Thirty-five point three five million for Westbrook. million for George, 27.9 million for Carmelo. Why not? So that's, we're already at 94. Steven Adams makes 24. Now we're at 118. Andre Roberson makes 10. He's making 10 million a year this year. He he can only play on one side of the court, but apparently he's so crucially important to them. They they collapse yeah. when when he got hurt. They weren't able to play any more defense for the entire rest of their season because Andre Roberson, the glue that holds everything together, got hurt. Yeah, because you know there's no other team in the NBA was audibling after some of their starters got injured last year. Andre, <laughs> like the Celtics, came within within two minutes of making the finals, missed their two best guys. But Andre Roberson was a game breaker. Ten million for him. Jeremy Grant, 8.3. Oh, we're not done yet. Alex Abrinas is going to make 5.5. Patrick Patterson, 5.5. Kyle Singler, 5. That is just... I, I, I'm speechless house. It's a lot of money. Their active roster cal- salary cap for 2018 is $155.7 million, And they haven't even finished you know filling out players yet. Wow. I want to thank you. Oh, this my Lord. This makes me feel so much better about the Wizards. Oh, my God. There's a franchise out there in, in worse position with the worst future, or at least a, a comparable future. I think they had to do it. I don't know if they had to do the Jeremy Grant thing as much as I like him. I think at that point, you just, it's just I just don't understand how they're going to pay for everybody. They're in Oklahoma City. They they're don't make as much money as other teams. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. Amazing. This is amazing. Scared money don't make none. Well, so what'd you think about Paul George taking four years? Right. By the way, as a three-year out. This this was the most here's what we learned. And I'm gonna be uh I want to be judicious about this. I want to be gracious about it. He had a life-altering injury. I mean, not just like career injury, career threatening, yes, but also, you know, something that made him look at the mirror hard and and wonder about, you know, his own sort of uh, professional future. And he came back from it pretty damn good. But I think it changed a, a mentality for him. He has not been comfortable as an alpha dog 
since he came back from his injury. He was uncomfortable in that position in Indiana, which is why I'm pretty sure he was, you know, out there publicly saying he wanted to get to LA. He needs the pressure off of him. He needs to be in a place where there is somebody else that's going to take the heat off of him by the situation or by the player. So he likes this. And he li- I agree with you. He likes the Westbrook. He West loves Park. it. Yeah, it's great. He loves take your, it. Take 40 he, shots, He doesn't just like it. He loves it. This is great. Yeah. Take some more shots. Yeah. I'll stand over here. You're 43. I'll do 16. And then we'll go to the outback afterwards. We we have unfinished business. We lost to Utah in six. They didn't have Ricky Rubio. And Ricky beat us. <laughs> Joe Inglis beat his ass. Joe Inglis beat Paul George's ass. Do they have unfinished business to to take the Utah to seven in round one? That's the, that's the that's the business that still has that still needs to get finished. So Royce Young, after they announced the Paul George thing, he's the the guy who covers OKC for ESPN. Yeah, I know Royce. Yeah, nice guy. Oh, sorry, yeah. nice guy. Like Royce Young, he tweeted, "Scared money don't make none." That was his first tweet. <laughs> the second tweet was. <laughs> This is a massive landmark achievement for the Thunder and Sam Presti. Can you imagine if they had like made the finals last year? I could see that tweet, maybe. They lost in round one in six games to Utah. I don't know. They also else. gave away the 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 uh, most improved player of the league. Who's that? Oladipo in that trade. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got confused for a second. That's a a landmark achievement. Oladipo, uh, I don't know if he ever, I don't know if it happens for him in OKC, although he did change his body. Uh, Let's take one more break. Hey, when you shop online, do you suddenly turn into a tab hoarder? Loading dozens and dozens of new tabs on your browser in search of a promo code, just one that works. Afraid to close any of them in fear of missing out on a deal? Well, before you crash your browser yet again, try Honey. Honey, the free browser add-on that over 9 million people are using every day to save money while they shop online. Add Honey to any browser for free. Then shop like you normally do. Honey scans and tests millions of coupons in the background and then automatically applies the best coupon at checkout. Time Magazine calls Honey basically free money. I recently, I wanted to test it out. I used it to buy a video game controller for my son after he broke the last one because Fortnite is driving him insane. There's no reason not to add Honey to your browser today. It's free. Takes two clicks to install. That's it. We'll save you a ton of money. You get Honey for free. All you have to do is is go to joinhoney.com slash Simmons. So joinhoney, one word, .com slash Simmons. House, I... I, uh, I really enjoyed that last segment. I thought it was a massive, massive achievement for both me and you and nephew Kyle. <laughs> a testament. <laughs> oh, man. What's, what's your ranking in the East right now? Or the West right now? Warriors one. Rockets two. Houston. Yep. Who do you have three right now? Because... It's, it's not OKC I mean, for me. I'm just telling you now. Oh, no. It's not the OKC for me either. It's either Utah or LA. It's probably Utah. I would have you, I would have LA three because I think they're going to get Kawhi. Okay. That's fine. But if they don't get him, I have Utah three, LA four, Minnesota five. I don't have Minnesota ahead of OKC. I have OKC six. 
Minnesota still needs to to figure out. They have a chemistry thing that they had to figure out. Well, they'll figure it out that's, by firing their coach. Well, that's what needs to happen. Something needs to happen like that with with them. They underachieved last year, and there was weird. Uh, they had a weird vibe. There was weird chemistry. I didn't enjoy it. I thought that Minnesota team was going to be much, much, much better. And there was nothing I saw on the basketball court that that uh, was, you know, made it clear why it was that they were underachieving. Would you, Portland? Are we making a mistake not putting Portland in the top five? No, come on. Yeah, they looked pretty good last year. They just ran into the wrong team. They are who they are. They're great. It's fun to watch. I, the people of Portland have a good product to go enjoy regular season basketball, but they're not. They they, they don't have any genuine uh, ambition or aspiration. They can't go anywhere. Who'd they lose to? I'm blanking. To Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, the the, the Pels. By Anthony Davis. Oh, we didn't even mention the Pels yet. Right. So we don't know if Boogie's coming back. Right. But the 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 West is. Once you get past those first two, you have like eight or nine teams that are going to feel like they're absolutely a playoff team. Well, Denver just spent enough money. Denver you know, too. I mean, you can make a case Denver right the precipice. The, you can make a case Denver is the fifth fifth best team because they sure. they weren't healthy last year. They and Jamal Murray's year out there too. They have a deal. They can make a deal. I loved when uh, when Denver announced. Basketball Twitter was so fun the last few days. I loved when Denver announced that they were in on LeBron James, that they were they were ready to make a deal. They had no cap space and had never been mentioned for him ever. And he had already opted out of the Cleveland deal, so there was no way to trade. Like I, I was actually thinking of announcing the ringer was going to make a run for him and try to steal him from uninterrupted, which he owns. But that made about as much sense as Denver stealing LeBron. I just think it's it's funny. It's it's it, it's indicative of ambition and aspiration. I like that out of Denver. Okay. Uh, all right. We have a couple more things to say really quickly. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your take. I mean, I feel like uh, the Cleveland's best goal for next season should be. Um, to invite us there so we can improve their ranking on the food scene because they're, that's the only ranking that they have any opportunity of improving in. They, they're, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna do a, a rank and they're going to do a tank because Kevin Love is not going to be a Cavalier uh, you know, for, the, for this upcoming season. I don't know if we're going to be back in Cleveland anytime soon. <laughs> Ever? I don't think so. Um, Red Sox... Red Sox Indians. You had some good food at the baseball stadium. I, I had a good time in Cleveland. You I know Nephew Kyle pictures. did. Nephew Kyle disappeared for long stretches. I, like I, support, I support any city where you can walk around to from hotels to sporting events. Those are the best. Absolutely. Cleveland Absolutely. was fun and probably won't be back for a long time. I don't know <laughs> what... Uh, they got their title. They can't complain. They had the second best player of all time played there for 11 years. That's pretty great. Larry That's Bird awesome. Larry Bird played for the Celtics for 13 years and was really badly hurt for two of them. So uh Magic yeah. played for the Lakers from 80 to 91. I think it was he was 12 and then came back for that half season in 96. You know, they had a nice Look, run with Cle him. Hard to complain. Cleveland has a great baseball team, very, very good baseball team. 
And yeah. who knows what the Browns are going to do. But that's the focus now. I thought no reason to think about the basketball team anymore. I thought bringing LeBron back was a massive landmark achievement for the Cavaliers and Dan Gilbert. <laughs> it was a massive landmark achievement. The, I agree with this. They won the finals and it was great. It was really, uh, it worked out for them. I don't know what they do now. They're they're screwed contract-wise next year. Uh, I would like to see, my my one hope for them, I would like to see Kevin Love on on a team that uses him correctly before his prime is over. I still believe in that dude. And Where, I, I, where? Who's, who can do it? I did. You know, I I was having some Utah ideas with him recently. Mm. Somewhere I you, wouldn't be surprised. You know who who I think? I, I think old Daryl Morey is rubbing his hands together. He he always he's always got something up his sleeve. Like Mr. Miyagi? Yes. Yeah. And his inside out game, like I you know, uh I know there was a little bit of, of uh gnashing of teeth about the idea that Trevor Ariza left and that Houston lost something. I'm not sure if anybody watched Trevor Ariza this season. Uh maybe he's a glue guy, maybe he's a chemistry guy, but like he 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 he's another guy. Look up replacement level and then look underneath that, and that's where you find uh, Well, Trevor you definitely Ariza. that's definitely the case for his offense last year. He he shot abysmally in the playoffs. Excellent defensive player, good glue guy. Positionally. Good glue guy and and super competitive. I l- listen, he yeah. brought a lot of good stuff to the table for them. But, sure. But turns 34 this season. Right. Um, the shot went Mab- south. Luke Mabamute should have all of those minutes. He's so much better. Well, in, I think on both ends of the floor. I think that uh, if anyone's going to be able to find ran- random weird 3 and D dudes all over the map, it's going to be Daryl. I would say he's the right. best equipped out of anyone to do that. I didn't mind the Ariza thing. And I got to be honest, I don't think Houston was like, you know, crying over it. That's what I'm saying. I think they were, I, I think they were like, okay with it. The basketball commentariat saying, oh, well, if Houston, little Nick, little Nick, you know, little Nick to Houston. It's like, what? What are you talking about? It's Trevor Ariza. I will tell you, I thought it was a massive landmark achievement for the Phoenix Suns <laughs> and GM Ryan McDonough to get a guy of, of uh, of of uh, Trevor Reese's experience and defensive ability. And that is going to be a fun team. I was thinking last night. I can't remember a more fun West Coast League Pass batch of teams that you're not going to be able to watch because you're going to be snoring on your couch at midnight. But just go through it. The Lakers are going to be really fun. I think the Clippers have a lot of players I enjoy. I, I actually Ooh. am excited for Who's this Clipper left on team. The Clippers, Lou Williams, Tobias Harris, Milos, Trez Harrell. No, the only one that I'm the only one that you you got me with was Milos. He's Gortat? the only one that I'm interested in. I think they. I think it's a goofy <laughs> team incredible. of dudes. It's a goofy team That's, of dudes who play hard and know how to play basketball. I'm in Beverly's like on that Clippers. team. Those are the Clippers teams of when you moved to LA yeah. and got those tickets when nobody was going. Exactly. The Yes, that's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted them to come back. I wanted like they're the back. Marco Yarick era. Corey Maggetti. Are that's you ready it, for Maggetti? Yeah, we're back. Got- <laughs> Marvin Eli. Melvin Eli. McGetty? Yeah, we're back. Oh, Are you wow. ready for Maggetti? I am. I'm ready for Maggetti again. <laughs> so you got that. You got the Kings with uh, De'Aaron Fox and Bagley and all the weird shit they're going to do. They, they have some terrible free agent signing that they haven't done yet. And then, uh, and then the Suns, I think, are going to be delightful. It's a delightful team now. They're going to be interesting to watch. Definitely. They're going to play so fast. Booker, they got a bunch of good swing guys I like. 
Uh, Trevor Reza is the old vet with Tyson Chandler, who's somehow still there. Aiton is the young young uh, prodigy center. That's going to be fun. And then we didn't mention the Warriors. Those are all the West Coast teams. And then Denver as well, if you count them as a West Coast team. They they start like an hour earlier, but... Uh, and then you go to the uh, to the Pacific Northwest. You got Damien there too, and the and the Blazers. I enjoy watching them. Sure. My, my point is, I'm going to enjoy West Coast basketball this year. And the alternative would be if the East Coast was on, you know, at 10:30 at night, and it was like Orlando, Charlotte, <laughs> Cleveland, Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> like, Atlanta. That'd be a nightmare. Uh, let's quickly go through some signings. Aaron Gordon, four years, 84, Orlando kept him. They seem, I agree with Zach Lowe's theory on this, that they, you, you, you keep the guy because you know, you're going to trade the contract at some point. He doesn't make sense on the team they're building. And I, I think he's a valuable, valuable asset. I still, I'm a believer. We talked, Bob and I talked about it Friday, 22 years old, has been playing at a position without point guards, basically for his, most of his NBA career. And uh, I'm a believer. How about you? I am a believer as well. I think it's a fair contract. I think they're going to be able to get something, you know, valuable for that. Uh, you know, twenty million um, is soon going to be like, you know, the the old ten or something. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, oh my god, it's a it's a backbreaker kind of contract. And he's so young and so athletic. I I think the the he's got the world in front of him. I wish I know it's impossible for like six months, but Lonzo and uh, Dang for Aaron Gordon would be a fun trade. I don't think it could happen wow. until like January, but yeah. I would love to see like just an incredible athlete with LeBron just once. We've Me never too. really seen it. We've never seen like the, just the all-time kick-ass above the rim kind of wing guy for him that he's just throwing weird alley-oops to and stuff. I would enjoy that. Chris Paul, four years, 160. Now this was wink-winked a year ago when they yeah, right. agreed to trade for him. So you can't really fault Houston for this, but man. Nope. You know it's going to be frightening. <laughs> Forty-two million a year for Chris Paul in year four of this. I'm not excited yeah. about that. If I'm Houston is now, Houston is now putting a very short finish line on this whole James Harden and Chris Paul thing. I think this coming year, next year, maybe year three, but very rem- That's right. reminiscent of of where the Celtics were when they did the KG Ray Allen stuff. And they really thought it was probably a three-year plan and then everything else was gravy. And they somehow stretched out five years out of that nucleus. But really, I think we all thought three, four max. This one, they've got, they were through year one already. And I would say the over-under for major contention years with these as your two best guys is probably two. Agreed. Totally two agreed. more. And, and also think it was worth the money. Don't, yeah. don't have any problem with that signing. Don't have any problem with the money. Agree that that's their window. Go, go for it. You got to go for it. My favorite signing so far. Do you know what it is? No, I don't even have a guess. Fred Van Vliet for two years, 18 million. I like that one. Yeah, I get it. Because he bet on himself. I mean, he's no Contavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> he can't get with that. You know, obviously can't get KCP money. You're right. But... um Undrafted but or sec- drafted in the second round? Undrafted. Undrafted. That's Bet right. on himself. Bet now on making himself. more money the next two years than I think dudes who are in the top five in his draft. So they may, he, they may have to he, fix that rule. He I, he was uh, 
one of the two players on Toronto I genuinely feared. Our best chances when in that in that first round series, yeah, the Wizzies against the Raps was him being injured was a huge <laughs> opportunity for us to go steal games. Of course, we didn't, we couldn't do it, pull it off. But uh, he, he I, I feared him when he was on the floor. He's so effing smart. He's got a like a world class basketball IQ. Um, DeAndre, one year, twenty four. Cubes. What's Dallas doing? <laughs> I don't know. What a great question. What a great question. And why why are you back in business with the dude who not only uh not only left you at the altar, but that wasn't just like a leave you at the altar situation, like it would be for, you know, somebody getting married. They screwed he screwed them over for that summer with their cap space. By the time they got you their cap why? space back, it was over. You yeah. know why? What? Unfinished business. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I didn't realize. <laughs> Unfinished business. Where's Chandler Parsons, by the way? He's got to be available. Ch- uh, he'll, maybe he'll come back. Get the band back together. Get him. Get Pants DJ. Um, DeAndre, one for 24, I was okay with. I think three for 60 would have frightened me because I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure athletically what his next three, four years are going to look like. I I would just tell you, from the Clipper games I went to, I thought Harrell was more effective coming in and as the uh, as kind of the new wave five versus what DeAndre does. I want to say this. Uh, I feel like DeAndre, after New Year's, started playing to not get hurt. That's maybe. to the extent I watched Clippers games and saw them, uh, you know, doing stuff. I thought that that he was playing to protect himself. Very totally reasonable. Very, very possible. Aaron Baines, two for 11. The man bun is back. Yeah, Joel. Had to do it. We coming for you, Joel. <laughs> Joel doesn't like, doesn't like the man bun. He's still pissed about it. He's tweeting about it after I the series. I also don't think he's afraid of him. So, got, he can't wait to dunk on him. The favorite dunk target of Joel Embiid. Well, he's, he got, he was, might've been a dunk target, but he got to wave as Joel left the court after game five. It was a massive landmark achievement for Aaron Bates. Joe Harris. Joe Harris, two years, 16 million, back with Brooklyn. Now, this is somebody the Lakers should have signed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. At that price. How about this? Give Joe Harris one year for 12 million. Right. I he's take why if I'm Joe Harris, I'm taking that over two for 16. Why not do that? Do the Lakers right. have scouts? Do they watch basketball? <laughs> well, they, they they have clutch. Well, I don't I know, know. What, what, what what to say about that. Poor LeBron. His whole career, even he won two titles. No, he won three titles and made all these finals. And yet it felt only intermittently did he have people running his franchises that actually knew what they were doing. Can't get away from the bums. Intermittently. Like what what Cleveland did to him from 06 through 2010 was just a travesty. Like they literally drove him out of town. They made so many dumb moves and tied their cap up in so many different ways. Like he had to leave. And then then what he ended up with with Cleveland wasn't much different. So not a lot of, not a lot of big moves left. Marcus Smart's still out there, right? Best of luck. <laughs> well, I think the Indiana thing really hurt him. And then your team's not doing anything, right? No. 
Boogie's, we, we need a center. Boogie's still out there. I don't think we're starting Yeah, I, they, they have said that they're not. Uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. That's it? The That's all you're giving me? For, we'll for, see? For, you well, haven't... Otto Porter for Boogie still makes sense. They have affirmatively said they're not in the running for that, but that might be smokescreen. And you would sign up for that? Oh, yeah, I would sign up for that. Absolutely, positively. Immediately. I think Washington is the most interesting, hasn't done anything team yet, left, of all the teams. Because I, I guess we'll end on this. Boston and Philly now are the clear front runners in the East. Toronto still looming. Sure. With the new coach, LeBron is gone. There's some narrative right. everyone will talk themselves into by December. Yes. Indiana, Miles Turner this has been a big topic on the Ringer NBA Slack. He's got his body in awesome shape, all this stuff. So he might have a little breakout year. They added uh, <laughs> Doug McDermott's shooting. I guess that's a good mm. thing. Mm. Uh, Old Depot, they still have yeah. some cap space to get somebody. I think they're in the mix. And I think you're Milwaukee. Right, Milwaukee. Oh, God. I mean, God. I don't know. So I said at the outside of this podcast. I don't, they, they've been the most disappointing. The and the Wizards, the Wizards are still in seventh. Well, the thing with the Bucks is it seems like they're reenacting LeBron's uh, 2000s Cleveland experience. Where, you know. They've, they've just saddled Giannis with this roster that it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> He's going to have Bledsoe and Ilyasova and Thon Maker and one year of Chris Middleton, who, by the way, is a free agent next year and is is I either you have to overpay him to stay or he's going to jump. And uh, I don't know. Now there's there's a time uh, a stopwatch on this Giannis era now. I just don't like the, I don't like the team they put together. I'm surprised they didn't move off of Bledsoe. I thought he was awful for them. Like even if one trade I was thinking was Dennis Schroeder has, I think three years left. Bledsoe's an expiring. That trade actually makes sense for both teams in some in some way, right? I'd rather have Dennis Schroeder than Bledsoe. I, I like I like Dennis Schroeder, the basketball player. He seems like a irredeemable dick. Oh, the, I've Eric, never seen Eric Bledsoe's Gandhi. Did you see him? <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Yeah. Dick for dick. That would be a dick for dick trade. So you've just given up hope on anything. I don't know. I It's, it's July the 2nd. It's impossible to say. So many, uh, you know, moves yet to be made. Are you excited to drive to Vegas with me on Thursday? Hey, now. Now we're talking. Yes, sir. I'm really, I'm, I've already told the f- friends I'm getting together with on the 4th of July, because we're going to get together on the 5th of July. That I'm really gonna try hard to not overindulge, but mm. I might I might overindulge. And then I have that early morning flight out of DC. So we're the first stop we make when we get in this car is probably coffee. Instagram. My account is spitguy33. You can see a picture I put of me in house from from 1989 on my Instagram. I put Classic. up last week. People were commenting that the worm Sean Krauss was behind us, that he looked like Macaulay Culkin. They thought we were partying with Macaulay Culkin. There was a time when, when I could see that out of the worm. Yeah. So that was that was fun. That's on our Instagram. But we'll be doing uh, Instagram stories and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, at this House week. of DC, at the House of Carbs. They're all going to be hot. 
Yeah. And then we're going to be on Cleopatra's Barge on Friday night. And then we're going to see some Summer League too. I am going to go out of my way to see Trey Young. I'm going to see him in person. Nice. Right? Too. Is I'm there a Summer him. League guy you're more excited about? Because Doncic isn't going to be there. I think Trey Young is going to shoot from like 35 feet yeah. and, and make everyone. I'm I'm fired up. And the people are going to lose their minds. Yeah, I'm I, I can't wait for the overreaction to Trey Young. Nobody plays defense at Summer League. It's going to be awesome yeah, for him. Great. He's going to love he it. He can shoot his ass oh off, Oh, my too. God. That's, that's, that's why I'm excited to see him. Summer League is the place where you want to see um, heat check, really elite three-point shooters who aren't being yes. guarded. Who, yes. who, who aren't, don't have any defense being thrown at them. All right, House, this was a blast as always. Congrats to the Lakers fans. I hate to admit Congrats it, but to the Lakers fans. God damn, you K. did it again. You did it again, Laker fans. Congrats to Lewis K. I hope this isn't Pujols 2.0. And uh, we'll be back a little bit <laughs> no, later. Nothing could go wrong. We'll be back later in the week with House. Thanks, House. Thanks, buddy. Thanks again to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ziprecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to Simply Safe. Remember, comprehensive, easy to use protection with no contracts and a fair price, only $14.99 a month. Keeps your family and home safe 24 7, even during power outages when your Wi Fi is down, burglar slashes, smashes your keyboard, keypad, whatever. It's thoughtfully designed, never in your way. Order a Simply Safe security system today. Simply Safe will also donate one to a family in need. Just go to simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. And last but not least, thanks to Casper. It's the place to shop for 4th of July mattress savings this year. Three lines to choose from. A 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. Returns are hassle-free if you're not completely satisfied. For a limited time, visit casper.com slash savings. Save up to $225 off your order. The special offer expires July 9th, 2018. Terms and conditions apply. Last but not least... Again, I already said that already, but last but not least for a second time, Friday, Vegas, BS Podcast live at Caesars Palace on the Cleopatra's Barge. Nine o'clock tickets available. The Las Vegas takeover is happening. The ringer is swarming Vegas this weekend. We have a lot of good stuff planned. More details to come as the week as the week uh, goes along. We have a Jaws rewatchables coming July 4th for you. Be ready for that until then.